Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Hard-edged, hard-nosed, hard to beat. Where are you coming from in this one? Your 100% essential download. Jim White and Simon Jordan. You've let this get out of control. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. I'm Jim White, and today myself, Simon and Martin O'Neill discuss Liverpool dramatically winning the Carabao Cup in extra time at Wembley, thanks to Virgil van Dijk's late winner against Chelsea. Was that the perfect start to Jurgen Klopp's farewell tour? Did Mauricio Pochettino's side choke yesterday, or are there green shoots of recovery for Chelsea's billion-pound squad? And after the first game of the Sir Jim Ratcliffe era got off to a losing start at home to Fulham, Last week, he said he wanted to knock City off their perch. Why can't new owners help themselves with these big statements? This is Outspoken with White and Jordan. Jürgen Klopp, who's going to lift the trophy? I wonder whether or not they will give that honour to the manager himself. It is another major honour for their German manager. The Jürgen Klopp in-game is in sight. There are still many pages still to write in Klopp's Liverpool story. But this chapter ends with Virgil van Dijk and Jurgen Klopp lifting the Carabao Cup into the sky and celebrating yet another victory over Chelsea in a cup final. It was quite a day for Liverpool. Uh, Klopp has hailed uh, this as a very, very special win because not so much uh, of, of anything other than they got there in the end, but who didn't play? Salah, Nunez, Trent, Jota, Curtis Jones, Alisson, Saborslai, and in came people like Harvey Elliott, Connor Bradley, and then, of course, we saw Bobby Clark, uh, Lewis Kumas, Jaden Dans, uh, Trey Nione. Honestly, what a day it was for the kids coming through, and Klopp was super proud. I got told outside that there's an English race you don't win trophies with kids. I didn't know that. Yeah. Right in you. It is in my well, longer career than mine, but in my more than 20 years, easily the most special trophy I ever won. Can you create in football stories which definitely nobody will ever forget? It's so true, it's so difficult because this happened before, this happened before, they wanted then, they did it there. This tonight, if you find, if you find the same story with academy players coming on against the top, top, top side. Is still winning it? 
I never heard of. <laughs> so that was um, Jurgen Klopp down on the ground floor speaking to, to the media, whereas I was in a, a suite with some of the Chelsea and Liverpool hierarchy. And Liverpool chairman Tom Werner briefly echoed what Klopp said. Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, the, just the resilience and the, the commitment, you know, and all those players who would ne- normally wouldn't be on the first team that they came in. How about Kelleher? It's brilliant. Does it make you super proud when you see these kids today? Of course, of course. And, that, you know, with the injuries that, that this club has had, that these, they're fighting, and it's just a, it's been a terrific day. It's a start, Tom, and there could be three more trophies to lift after this. this. We're enjoying today. Let me enjoy today. Thanks to Tom Werner for that. But Martin, this is this is a fellow, Jurgen Klopp, who's won the Champions League with Liverpool, won the Premier League with Liverpool. But he said this was the most special trophy of his career. Well, that's that's uh, amazing to hear that. But in, in many aspects, you, you have to think about the immediacy of the game. It was the players that were coming onto the field. It was academy players, as they mentioned, coming onto the field. And, he, and they've won against the Chelsea side that have spent an awful lot of money. OK, I'm sure it is. Obviously, he's won the Champions League, which is the biggest prize in the game. Um, won the, the Premier League as well, too. But I understand what he's saying, because in the emotion of the moment, this is fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic to have the players that they brought on onto the field to come to win at Wembley in a trophy... Yeah, I, and I still think, believe it or not, after, let's say, in five or ten years' time when he's thinking about the things that he's won, I still think that he will feel that, absolutely yeah, feel that. Yeah. yeah, I think Martin's right with that, Simon. At well, the moment, we don't really know much about Bobby Clark, uh, Kumas, Dan's, Neone, but we will. Sure. I mean, you know, Jurgen Klopp earlier in the week compared beating Luton to their performance against Barcelona. So he's in that vein of thinking. Mm. He's in that over-sentimentalisation of where he is because he's on his way out and everything at this moment in time are precious moments. Mm. He has seven more home games in front of the cop um, before he brings down the curtain on his career. He's in a final. Um, I, I think if you look at the you know the interesting statistics about age and experience, you know Chelsea's starting lineup was younger than Liverpool's. Chelsea's finishing lineup was younger than Liverpool's. So all mm. we're doing is comparing players that have been bought for a lot of money that have played more mm. senior football. You look at some of those players that Liverpool have got. You look at the boy Bradley. Myself and Martin were talking during the break. This is a proper player and an academy setup. This is what academy should be able to do. Yeah, they exactly. should be able to bring forth these players. If you've got good se- good senior pros and you've got a good straight line management that's been there for a significant period of time that understands what it wants, this is what you. You should be seeing now I'm not diminishing Liverpool's achievement in any shape or form you know they didn't beat a top side but they do you beat, doubt him Simon beat... when he says this is the most special mm. trophy for him that well, he's won well, who am I to doubt what he says if mm. that's what he thinks mm. if that's his moment that's what he says you know we, we listened to uh, Maranakis Martin's mate when they got promoted into the Premier League <laughs> telling everyone they going to win the European Cup or, or whatever mm. else not doing what he's going to do people get caught up in the moment of things for me it's the first of four if he finishes the season by winning, what's the last game of the season likely to be? Is it the Europa League if he gets to the final? Was that? Yes, set? yeah, it would be Europa League. I, I yeah. would imagine if they win that after having the, won two more trophies mm. and they're finishing the quadruple, he might have something to say about mm. that being the most memorable. But right now, it's the first of the four. Well done to Liverpool. Disappointed for Chelsea because I'm a southerner. But I don't think they beat a top side. I think Chelsea are still a side that's miles away from it, vaguely resembling a top side. But Liverpool are a good side with good players and a good culture and a good outlook and they're all playing for the manager. And anybody thought that there'd be any significant drop-off were deluded. Mm. But you, I, you, you I, heard I, from Tom yeah. Werner saying, you know, he will have a job in his hands, Tom Werner. Uh, they all will. John W. Henry and the rest of them 
to replace him. Well, of, of course they will. I mean, he's been a terrific manager and he's and he has the crowd with him here. But in the same vein, if you go back some years ago, you know, you had Bill Shankly, who's yeah. probably considered one of the great, great managers. And after Bill Shankly, people thought, well, you know, Liverpool will disappear. And far from it, Bob Paisley come in and become one of the most successful managers of all time. Absolutely terrific. Then they had, you know, Kenny Dalglish was a great manager. You know, you've you've the had only, the these. Only difficult, that, the only thing different with that, Martin, it was a continuation. The succession program was there. So you go from Bill Shankly to Bob Paisley to Joe Fagan. They were all there in that particular space. Whereas mm. now Liverpool are going outside of outside of the outside of their environment and going. Who do we get now? Yeah, I, That's I, the only yeah, yeah and, and life has changed. There's no yeah. question about that there, and you're absolutely right about that. There probably will go outside now to find out mm. somebody who, who might not know the Liverpool way, and I, I take your point entirely. Sir. But I think there's a number of things about this here. I think that Klopp, again, getting back to it, will still go back in 10 years' time and feel this. And one, one reason for it, Jim, is I think is that it's a sort of a legacy, legacy for him as yeah. well. The legacy. Now, there's no guarantee... I, I, Simon, I did mention about Bradley being a terrific footballer, no question about it. And I think, yeah, I think the games that he's played has shown that. There's no guarantee that some of those lads who are onto the field of play will end up being top quality Premier League players. But it's not the point. It's these players coming through from the academy. It's what it's what Liverpool are now looking to be, right. and that this is the whole the whole point. They're not wanting to spend. 85 million. The days of spending it that there on the centre half, who, by the way, is, has been sensational, you know, for them yeah. as a player. I'm talking about Van Dijk. Yes. And, um, and, you know, I think we were all starting to doubt him a little bit last season, you know, coming back from the injury. Is he still the same player? He's been terrific. Mm. But what I'm saying is that really, the, in terms of the academy, it's the legacy that I think it's he's... It's a perfect he's I mean, can, if Klopp walks out of the door winning trophies with young players, he's completed the full circle. Absolutely. Yes. He hands yeah. Liverpool over going, look yeah. at this, I can bring kids into the yes. team and win cup finals. Exactly. What a way to finish. Well, that's a great point. So they won it, by and large, with kids yesterday. Where does this trophy achievement for you Liverpool fans out there actually rank in the Klopp cabinet is this the perfect start to the Klopp farewell tour how many more trophies will he land before he departs hard-edged hard-nosed hard to beat outspoken with White and Jordan Martin, in the passing, I just wonder what you make of uh, this observation from Tony in Liverpool. Jim Pep Linders should replace Jurgen Klopp continuity I'm serious now I don't think Linders is going to get it mm. but has he got a point? Well, I d we've just mentioned this here about continuity. I, yeah. I'm, I'm not wildly sure. You know, I, 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 th I think that they, they will, Liverpool, I don't know, but I think that they will probably start to look outside. I was uh, watching the game yesterday very closely with uh, assistant producer Joe. We, we were at Wembley. And I must admit, looking back at it, I thought Conor Gallagher didn't deserve to be in a losing side. Neither did Cole Palmer. But Chelsea lost. But how did they lose? Did they choke? Or are there green shoots for the owners to point to? Uh, Messrs. Zegbali and Bully didn't want to talk to us at the end. Well, it wasn't really like that. Just now's not the time. And that was fine. Totally understood that. But there was criticism in no uncertain terms from certain quarters. Um, Gary Neville labelled them yesterday the, the blue billion pound bottle jobs. Pochettino took that on at full time. I don't hear, I don't hear what he said. But I think if you compare the the age of the of the two groups, I think it's similar. But I have good relationship with with Gary, and I don't know if that is uh, how I can take you know this opinion. But I respect his opinion. Of course, we we made few changes, you know, uh, like Gallagher and and of course. Um, Chilwell um, on extra time, but it's true. 
we didn't keep the energy. You know, that was how we finished on the, the second half. I don't know how you can describe this situation, uh, but for sure I feel proud. I feel proud to the players. I think they made big effort. We are a young team and nothing to compare with Liverpool, you know, because they finished with also a few young players, you know. I think it's impossible to compare. And he knows, and he knows if, you know, he knows that the dynamics are completely different. We were playing today Liverpool and Chelsea, Chelsea, Liverpool, and I think it's not fair to talk in this way if he say that. What do you take out of what Pochettino was saying there, Simon? Maybe more significantly, the way he said it. I, I take this is the reason why I don't see him winning very much with Chelsea, despite my protestation that they'll win something in the next three years. Not with Pochettino, I don't think. I always thought they'd get them close and up the pyramid, in, or up the table, certainly. Um, I think they've someone... I mean, Neville must have been practising that line all week in his little overlap gang and being quite pleased with himself to get it out on air. Um, the core team bottle jobs, you're calling them cowards, effectively. And I would expect a manager... He doesn't have to dance to anybody's tune, but I'd expect it to be a little bit of bristle and a little bit... Maybe something's lost in translation. Maybe that's just the nature of the beast. But I personally would like to see my manager be a little bit more robust in the pushback of that observation and a little bit more prickly about the sentiments of my team. I mean, you called Arsenal bottle jobs last season. Because they did. <coughs> so this is different. Um, what, what, getting beaten on an individual game? Arsenal, Chelsea weren't in front of this game. They weren't one nil up until the 91st minute and then conceded two goals in the last 10 minutes. Arsenal were 10 points or nine points clear and choked on the basis of losing against Southampton and or drawing against Southampton and drawing against West Ham and losing against other sides. So that was a fair observation. Can't make it now. They're a different animal now. Um, and I don't think it's about choking. I just don't think Chelsea are a, a great side at this no, moment. No, but there are those who say this was a Liverpool B team that they lost to yesterday. Well, again, people can say what they want, but again, we're talking about ages of players. As I just said to you, the statistic going around that Chelsea started with a much younger lineup than Liverpool, when all the changes were made, still ends up with a much younger lineup. It, you know, are we suggesting that Chelsea are the finished article? We make a lot about this billion pound spend, which is seven hundred million pound next. They've sold three hundred million pounds of players. You know, at the end of the day, Chelsea aren't where they should be. They're not the project that we, everyone thought they were going to be, and there's lots of reasons why. And one of them currently has been the managerial appointments. Pochettino's a decent manager. He'll do a decent job for you. But I, I, I take away, in the word, in, without being overly indulgent in semantics, I take away the observation that I look at a manager that doesn't fire the way I think he should. Every time I see him, it's very laissez-faire. It's almost as if it's, it might be his disposition, his demeanour, and it might be one for the media. But I would like to see a manager put Neville back in his place because his contribution to manager, manager, managerial successes was Valencia. Yeah, yeah. Do you find that with Pochettino, Martin, that yesterday he should have been more on the front foot when he heard someone's just called you blue billion pound bottle jobs? Well, would you have taken that on much more, much more aggressively? Well, I'd like to think so. Yeah, I you know. F first of all, it doesn't really matter about somebody's opinion. If, if, a, if a reporter is saying that Gary Neville has mentioned this, I agree with Simon. Uh, Gary's thought this up during the course of the week and at some stage or another he's going to use it. So the best time to use it is not during the course of the 90 minutes because the 90 minutes could have gone either way, but it's to use it then in the... In, um, when uh, Liverpool have got a couple of young lads playing in the side, and that Liverpool or that Chelsea seem seem to run out of energy and stuff like this here, seem to. You know, you can make a lot of assumptions just on the on the back of uh, of the last uh, thirty minutes of a game. Anyway, here's the point. Absolutely, I did. You know, there's there's you would you would be prickly. You would be saying to yourself, "Well, in, you know, I'm just I've just finished a game here. I've just lost a trophy." 
I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm, I'm just coming out of the dressing room where people are hopefully mm. are feeling the real pain about it and you ask me a question about somebody saying that we end up bottling. You would, you would, you would, you would go mad. Is there any, any element of truth to it? Because the, the, it could be argued they choked. Well, we, we, you see, you, again, you can draw a lot of uh, conclusions from, from... If you want to do this, if, if you're just talking about this particular... This game on its own, over the 90 minutes, it could easily have gone Chelsea's way. Kelleher, who was absolutely fantastic, yes, has yeah. made two great, great yeah, saves. Yeah. And I, I, you know, Jorgen Klopp called him world class. And funnily enough, my we had him as a young kid in in the Republic of Ireland squad, just a very, very young lad. And Seamus McDonough, my goalkeeping coach, said he will be world class goalkeeper. So he has done. He has been terrific because he's made a great, great save to, from Palmer. I think early on proceedings, and he's made another great save after there from Conor Gallagher. Mm. The, Chelsea could have won in the ninety minutes. Okay, so now in isolation, if you want to take the the next thirty minutes, you might have a point because Chelsea lost the game, and the victors always call the tune. Yeah, this is the point. But in the overall picture of things. In the overall picture, it's a trophy loss that Chelsea could have... When they looked at the side, they looked at the side that they were playing against with all those Liverpool players, the great, great Liverpool players sitting in the back bench, that's the time you thought, we can win this. We can win it, yeah. Has Simon got a point that Pochettino is in danger of living up to his bridesmaid tag? Until you win. You have to win. You have to win. This is the game about winning. And for for a club like Chelsea, who've been used to winning, you know, for quite some over over the last twenty years, you've got to win. Okay, is Pochettino the right man for Chelsea? Chelsea fans out there, will you end up winning something with him? Download, stand well back, listen. Outspoken with White and Jordan from the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. So, what about Liverpool? What is the future with them now? That they've seen we've seen what their youngsters can do on the biggest of big stages. What's your take on yeah. it? Did Chelsea choke yesterday? No, not not at all. Thanks for allowing me the chance, on, uh, and thanks for your show. Uh, I'm going to try to be a bit more level like Simon and Martin, although I don't agree with them. I think what happened, and, and nobody's really expressed this in, in, as, in these words, is that when this, the extra time began, Chelsea were the team psychologically knowing that they should have been the winners by then. Liverpool were coming on as a team that really thought, okay, we're still in this when we shouldn't be. And I think that's what drained them. I think there was a psychological draining of uh, of of their you know physical abilities. Right, if right. It affects you in the head. It affects your body. And so I no think question of choking. It, no question of choking, but I think and. Pochettino is doing a good job and I think if there's some criticism to be leveled at him is to do with, you know, take a leaf out of Alf Ramsey's book and say, you've beaten them once, now go out and beat them again. And if if he could have instilled that kind of motivation in them, I think they would have been different. And I, and I, I you know, as as to his comments back to Gary Neville, I think... That's fine. Simon would have had a cutting comment to give back to Gary Neville. Uh, Martin would have bounced and jumped up around because that's their nature. That's their character. Now, Pochettino has his own nature, has his own character, and he uh, came back at it in the way that he would. I think he, I think he handled that 
perfectly well in a in a very calm, cool way. Okay, to see you. Is that a fair analysis, Martin? That's, that's your thing. Thanks to see you. Is that fair? Hello, Tassir. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> just this point about would, uh, sorry, could and should have won. Now, uh, do you not think you sense you mentioned psychologically that that Chelsea were in a downer, but when after ninety minutes that they they should have uh, should have been in front of the game. I'm I'm not wildly sure about that. First of all, the game could have gone either way, and surely Liverpool must have thought at some stage or another that uh, that they could have been because. Uh, a, a header was disallowed and yes. uh, they've been celebrating for about a minute and a half a before realising then yeah. that it's been, it's been done and that, yeah. ch- that if any side should have been down and out or, or, or feeling really bad about it, well, it had to be in Liverpool. So from that viewpoint, mm. I agree, the 90 minutes could have gone either way. Could have gone. Chelsea could have won the game at that particular stage. To see a different question, would you win anything with Pochettino? I, I think so. I think I think what what has to be taken into account that thing that you you were giving the statistics. I think that Chelsea's average age was actually younger than Liverpool. So all this all this uh, stuff that people are going a bit crazy about Klopp's <laughs> kids is 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 just it's it's hyperbole, you know. And and also there's a guy earlier on he made a brilliant uh, quote, and I don't know if it's ever happened that you refer an offside decision. To, for to the on-field referee to go and have a look at. Where, has that ever happened before? And I, I don't know what to draw from that, okay. except that, that somebody doesn't want to take responsibility. I don't know. And why wouldn't they want to take responsibility? I don't know. But has that ever happened anywhere else? We'll I think check it out. To see you, listen, thanks for your many observations this morning. Thanks for that. What about a Liverpool perspective? It was won by the kids. The kids played a big part in it. But Lee, Liverpool fan, I know a caution coming from you. Good morning. How you doing, guys? Great show. Thanks, Lee. What do you make of it all? Um, a couple of things, really. I sat and watched it with my two boys, and when extra time started, and he's taken Canarte off, I said to my boys, this extra time's going to be airy, and if anyone's going to nick it, it's going to be Chelsea. There's too many kids on, too much inexperience. And I couldn't believe, fiercely, that Chelsea sat off and looked like they were happy to go to penalties because Liverpool had no recognised penalty takers on. I said, if it does go to penalties, we'll get hammered. You never know, but that's what I thought. Okay, so and, it didn't, and secondly, but anyway, Liverpool won it. And your second point? The second point is this. As much as we're making out these kids for Liverpool have been brilliant and won, let's not get carried away. Let's not... I think Chelsea helped them massively, as well as they did well and stood up to Chelsea. But what you've got to remember is this. We'll see what these kids are made of. I hope they do the same when they, Southampton at home in the cup and... I can guarantee you, people like Van Dyke won't be playing Wednesday after playing all that. He'll look after them. These kids will have to go out against Southampton. And what's been happening if Southampton rock up and turn us over? Are these kids then going to get slated as one-off, one-it wonders? You know, I, we've got to be careful. You would like to think up. not, Martin, wouldn't you? Not, uh, Thanks, Lee, Lee. Lee's only emphasising my point that I made earlier, yeah. that the kids did brilliantly yesterday, but there's no guarantee that all of these kids will become Premier League superstars. Sure. Sure. We heard from Pochettino, and Dom's a Liverpool fan who's got his own take on that. Dom, good morning. Uh, good morning, Jim. Good morning, Simon. Morning, Martin. Good morning, morning mate. Uh, um, uh, yeah, I'm just, I was a bit perplexed with what, what he come out with there. I mean, I know, like Martin sort of alluded to earlier, is like, you know, sometimes you uh, you probably feel when you get asked a question afterwards in the media after you've just lost a, a game, um, everything sort of comes out, all your different emotions and that, but I think um, re- realistically they had quite a few chances to finish us off. 
Um, but I just thought they had the desire that's, that's ran through the club. I was a bit... When, obviously, I've rang up a couple of times and, and defended Klopp, particularly last season, when there was uh, a few things being said. But I, I didn't honestly feel like the... Um, you know, when the news come out that he was going, uh, that it was a great time to do it. But I couldn't, I couldn't be any wronger because I think it's totally galvanised right through, not just the team but the the whole squad. That what he's having to utilise at the moment is just off the scale. Don, but, that's a really good uh, point. I remember the time Simon saying to you, "What will this do with Liverpool? Is it a chance they'll get, they'll be galvanised by it?" And I remember you and I threw that about for a bit. You recall that Dom is suggesting on day one they won something here. Who's to say they don't win another? Maybe two out of four, maybe three out of four, maybe four out of four. Will they be galvanised? I never felt it was a serious question. I thought that was a, that was a a scenario for the feeble-minded that Liverpool needed to be galvanised. They have a manager, they have an elite manager that demands and expects and will want to go out with people wanting to, to have more of him, not less. So I expected Liverpool to to be. Um, what they are. I expect them to win two or three of these trophies. Um, in which order, I don't know. I expect them to win the Europa League, the Premier League, possibly, and the FA Cup. We'll see which draw they get. But no, I don't think they're any more galvanised than they were before they went into this season. They were they were in good nick. Klopp's in good form. He's changed his mind. He's told us the date he's going to be exhausted. So up until that point, we all know that he's full of energy until the day he tells us that he's going to be exhausted. Um, <laughs> and then I expect the team... To be uh, to be following in behind them because they're a substantial team. Yeah, and also, if you look at the, the, the group of players they've got, and they, they are self-starters. These guys, if you've got a dressing room, which I'm sure Martin will attest to, and there are times when a manager doesn't need to say anything because the players will say it themselves. You've got a winning environment there, and Virgil Van Dijk and other players in that dressing room are self-starters. Yeah, fair point. All right. Liverpool won it. It's Klopp's time. It's the youngsters' time, and that's one down. How many more to go? Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The final whistle has gone. And you can hear the cheers. 
in this stadium. It's finished Manchester United 1, Fulham 2. Manchester United's performance in the first half was diabolical. The first game of the Sir Jim Ratcliffe era got, got them off to a losing start as Fulham took all three points. And what does it mean? Well, it means that Manchester United are now 16 points behind leaders Liverpool and next up for them, Manchester City. Uh, Ten Hag is saying, yeah, put it into perspective. So I'm not that opportune after so after one defeat. You have to see the bigger picture. And the bigger picture uh, looks very good. So yeah, we have to catch up uh, in, in, in certain positions. So uh, get the injuries back. Uh, because uh, then we will be more in balance. And then that is one thing. And that will um, also strengthen the squad. And also the strength of the squad are in the transfer windows. And you see uh, there are coming up many good players and uh, real high potential players so they will be getting better and better so definitely we are in the right direction so when we have the place of the the squad available we have a very good team so you wait until we're all fit and ready you watch us go the bigger picture simon is everyone on board as to what that actually is and what everyone being who well people like ourselves all right eric i get it I get it, the big picture. But I don't get it. What is the bigger picture in his eyes? He's talking about, and we can strengthen, the next transfer window. That's months off. Well, the bigger picture is now that they've got a cohesive, an apparent cohesive strategy of moving people into the club that are capable of operating and manoeuvring and manipulating and guiding Man United in all the things that we have accused them of not being able to do over the last 10 years. Yeah, but that doesn't win your games. No, but that's the big picture. The big picture is that you get all of these different <coughs> facets, right? Then you're going to give yourself an opportunity to be a compelling football team. So you give me all of these supports in place. The big picture is I've got Jim Radcliffe, and Jim Radcliffe's bringing in Dave Brailsford, and Dave Brailsford's bringing in XYZ person, and they're going to recruit people, and they're going to make sure that I've got the right culture, the right fabric to yeah, work with. Which many United fans say should have been done before. Well, <clears throat> maybe they do. But all that I'm sure doesn't do. start Fulham winning. No, but the big picture is not, don't look at the individual moment, look at the bigger picture in terms of where we're going. I, I think it's nonsense. I think it's something that you say to somebody when you don't have an answer for the here and now, which is I've just lost the game to Fulham. So my best way of deflecting is say, this is, don't look at that. Look at, don't look over here, look over there. So you think he's talking nonsense? Um, I think you have to deal with both. I think you have to deal with the loss of Fulham is not an excuse to look at the reality of what the bigger picture will be. The bigger picture was, it's not just the manner in which they played a loss to Fulham, it's the way that they played. At home, again, an uninspiring, workmanlike, lackadaisical, poor performance from a side that's cost enormous amounts of money to assemble, has been under the tutelage of this manager for the best part of nearly two years now. Yeah. So with that in mind, it's difficult, albeit 18 months is a period of time, that if that had been, if Alex Ferguson had been judged by 18 months, we wouldn't be talking about him now in the same way that we talk about him because of his achievements. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I've never been convinced of Ten Hag. And I know that the, the constant analysis that I made about a big man in a small suit or a small man in a big suit is not about his bloody suit. It's about his presence, about the manner in which he conducted himself. It's about the manner in which he exuded authority. I think when you listen to people, you take a lot, not everything, but you take a lot. I know the old expression that you can lose in life, money talking, wealth whispers, and you know sometimes still waters run the deepest, but you know a winner when you see one, and you know a leader when you see one. And there's a unique requirement at Manchester United because you just can't be good You've got to be really, really good to be able to weather 
the derision that goes yeah, with that Yeah, but you've job. got to be really, really good to weather everything at Liverpool. You've got to be really, not, really good to weather everything it's not at the City same. You are, and Arsenal it's, it's and not, Tottenham. It's not the but same. But yours make out the Manchester it's, United it's, it's not, totally different It's not the same. Case. We spend more time talking about Man United who haven't won a Premier League for 10 years than we do for sides that are actually winning things because Man United are this unique composition. It is. It, everybody knows it. Every media outlet does it. Every football fan Did we talk about it. Manchester United in the first hour today? Well, no, because we obviously. Oh no, because Liverpool won. Let's not be sublime. ridiculous. We obviously we'd be ridiculous to start the show with Man United when we've got a cup final. Even even the most obtuse broadcasters wouldn't do that. But the point is, is that we do spend an inordinate amount of time talking about it. I watched the guys on Saturday. Um, you know, watching all the games fixtures, and after the end of the fixtures, they still went back to the first subject matter was Man United because they know that the audience yeah. is there. It's an engaged audience. But I, these days, so Martin, I don't regard them as a special case subject. Not any longer. Manchester United. Yeah. Well, look at the content in Liverpool. Look at the content in City, in Arsenal. Look at the content they're giving you. We got content last week because Sir Jim's arrived and in he goes. Now, he said a few things. He says, I want to knock them all off their perch, Liverpool and City. Yeah, mm -hmm. I get that bit. Mm -hmm. We get that bit. We're a long way behind. We certainly get that bit mm -hmm. after Manchester United won Fulham too. Yeah. So where are they? And what's Ten Hag going on about? The big picture. Well, okay, uh, my assumption on Ten Hag talking about the bigger picture is that he's got some young players coming through that have, over the last number of weeks, shown some ability and they've won some matches. I thought that that the weekend's game was really, really big. They had they had closed the gap on Aston Villa. We assume that Aston Villa probably finished fourth and if that's what Manchester United's aim is for this particular season, then they'd closed the gap to five points last week. So there's hope. You're running out of games, so every game becomes important. So if ever there was a match that they had to win, was probably against Fulham at Old Trafford. They didn't do this. So you're talking about a manager now, I assume afterwards, talking about the bigger picture. And it is, as Simon said, it's giving you, you're trying to give yourself a little bit of breathing space and yeah. talking about a bigger yeah. picture. Now, he wouldn't be talking the, about the big picture of United and Wallop Fulham. The, well, the, the, that, that's true. Listen, and I, I've, I've been there myself, but I, I think we all know as a, to, to have a bigger picture, you've got to win early. You've got to win the games. You've got to win. There, the, this idea that you have a project in mind, and maybe he has, maybe... Uh, 1.2 billion of a man coming in and stepping in and saying, "Listen, here you're going to be you're going to be in charge for the next couple of years." That that's great if that's the case. I'm not so sure that 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 that, that would be given or that assurance would be given because Manchester United need to win the games. All I'm saying is from a managerial viewpoint, this is what I think he was saying is that there's a bigger picture. We've got some great lads coming through. Whether that's the case or not, but he wouldn't be such but, a, he wouldn't be saying the bigger picture because he wouldn't be asked the questions that he's been asked. If they'd have won the game, the questioning from the journalists would have been different. So course. he wouldn't have played that hand. Yeah. He wouldn't have needed to. So it's not fair to say, well, he wouldn't have said big picture if they'd have won the game because no, the questioning would have been different. What would the yeah. question have been? Well, it, well it you've would now have been won five or six games on the bounce. Exactly. You're now looking like you've got your groove. You're in your groove now. Yeah. You're beating Aston Villa last week, who mm. your rivals were top four. Mm. Is it up and onward for you? Mm. Yeah, it's up and onward for us. Yeah. Mm. That's mm. right. That's exactly right. But so you're right, like, Martin. If yeah. ever there was a game after the fanfare of Radcliffe yeah, this that is, they wanted to win, it was this the was one. This was so important because you're running out of games. If this had happened in September time, you just have to brush it aside. Yeah. Oh, we lost. But this is the point. So last week. So in other words, you go see his book for. Hang on. This is the quote I need to give at a time like this. No. Well, what would it be the big picture quote? Yeah. 
Well, so, well some, so, sometimes you, you're looking for... An, listen, I've been, in, I've been in countless interviews. I'm right. Uh, listen, I've been in countless interviews where somebody, some, some, somebody's coming up and asked me a question. I know where it's going, yeah. and I realise, oh, wait a minute, I shouldn't have gone down that route in the first <laughs> place. It's, you know? it's also this ridiculous characterisation in the media. In the media, the, here we go. Sudden, it's a matter Jim, of time, boys. Jim, Jim Radcliffe walks in a room and turn the lights on, and the next game they're going to win because Jim Radcliffe said a few utterances. No, but Simon... No. He's they, got the same... The next, game, the next yeah, game yeah. that comes up, Martin's right. You've got to win that game. But this is football. You've got to win that game the, after this, all the words of last week. But, it, but, but it, all the words that pretend, no one took it we seriously. Want to same, and Liverpool the off same side parents. with the same challenges. And the irony of it is, it's Didn't a, get through the players, it's a great it? lesson. No, it never would do. If it had gotten through to the players, they probably would be in a very different position before Jim Radcliffe walked through the door. Oh, that's true. The point is this: is that Jim Radcliffe has learned a really good lesson right? and. Dollars for donuts. As soon as you open the, your trap, the polar opposite will happen. <laughs> right? So do your best to keep your own counsel. <laughs> but the point is, is that he's put out a mission statement yeah. that will start in the summer. In the summer? Well, of course. All right, because, we're all, we're yeah. all going to... Well, because you can't... time then, well, do we? Well, you're going to have to because you can't change anything. Right. Yeah. It all starts in the summer. For the time being, we talk about the big picture. All right, I get it. I get it. But Simon, you owners can't well, we help yourself, big can pictures. you? We saw Rick Parry's I mean, big picture. How far did that go the other day? <laughs> so Jim doesn't own them. But I mean, no, he doesn't. Game, He's a minority shareholder. I want to knock them off the perch. You know, we're, we're a lot. Yeah, you are a long way behind, and it's not going to happen tomorrow. No, it's not going to happen tomorrow. It didn't happen the weekend. Yeah, but it's a it's <laughs> the big it's, it's it's difficult to take these sort of conversations seriously because you're micromanaging a situation, right? One result, one swallow doesn't make a summer. Jim Radcliffe hasn't bought it, so that instantaneously he can turn the media on to the fact that they're going to have an absolute bounce immediately. In another instance, you turn around and say, "Well, he's just a bloody owner. What can he do? It's down to the players on the pitch and the and the manager." Now, because he's made a few statements in the press that he's been forced to make because people have asked him a few questions that we've now hijacked and turned into a mission statement is going to happen. Instantaneously, mm. Man United. No Man United it. should have gone out and beaten Fulham nineteen 0 No one's hijacked it. Dollars for donuts. No one's hijacked it. But one summer doesn't make a swallow. Hard edged, hard nosed, hard to beat. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. Please leave us a five star review wherever you get your podcast from. We're back tomorrow to bring you the best of the show. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.